Veronica. We love investigating cool facts about cool stuff. We do this by speaking to the experts. Smart grown-ups who know all the cool facts about everything. Hey Esther, we've both got dogs. What do you like doing with your dog? Playing tug-of-war with her. What about you? I like playing chases with him. I live with two dogs and I love watching what they choose to do when we let them off leash. Hi, Mia. Hi there, Fact Detectives. Mia is a scientist who studies dogs. That's right. Dogs are incredible creatures and we are very lucky to have them in our lives. Awesome. Tell us everything you know. I'll try. Fact one. Did dogs come from wolves? Kind of. The dogs and wolves of today shared a common ancestor. Scientists think that today's modern dogs descended from more than one separate population of ancient wolves in different places around the world, some from Asia and some from Europe. Dogs were domesticated sometime between 14,000 and 40,000 years ago. Domesticated? That means they went from being wild to tame and living with people. How did that happen? Yeah, do humans just take some baby wolves and take care of them? Great questions. Some scientists think that you're right, Annika, that some early humans caught some wild wolf pups and kept them as pets. But other scientists think that wolves domesticated themselves. Wait, what? Hear me out. While most wolves would have been wary or afraid of humans, some wolves would have been less scared or even friendly and figured out that hanging around humans might get them access to food. We see plenty of examples of wild dogs living at waste tips today, and this is probably how it all started. Over thousands of years, dogs and humans learned to live with each other and work together. There are so many different kinds of dogs. It's hard to imagine that they all came from wolves. That's true. There are over 300 different modern dog breeds, but most of these have only been around for 150 years or so. Not long when you consider people and dogs have lived together for thousands and thousands of years. And you're right. In these modern breeds, there is huge variation in how they look, how big they are, and even the shape of their heads and ears. After initially choosing dogs for skills that made them good working partners, like being able to herd sheep or hunt food or protect us, humans started to breed dogs as companions, with a bigger focus on certain appearance features, like long or short legs, having fluffy or smooth fur, or really long, cute, floppy ears. For example, a dachshund, sometimes called a sausage dog because of its long body and short legs, was bred in Germany to hunt badgers and go down burrows. Don't be fooled by their cute appearance. These small dogs were originally quite fierce. Dogs can be so varied. A tiny chihuahua might be able to fit into a handbag, although I'm not sure they'd choose to do that. But compare that with a smart poodle with its tightly curled hair or a smooth-coated Belgian Malinois working with law enforcement to track down someone. Or even a big, lanky, scruffy Irish wolfhound that's literally the size of a small pony. That's huge! It is. Each of these dogs was originally bred for a specific purpose, even if that's just to be what people think of as cute. Unfortunately, sometimes the cuteness for us humans isn't so good for the dogs and how they experience their lives. Pugs and British and French bulldogs are examples of breeds that have squashed noses, and many of them struggle on hot days and have breathing difficulties that can feel a bit like asthma. 
And these kind of dogs will often need surgery to help them out. Oh, no! Many people are calling for these dogs to be bred with longer noses so that they can breathe easier. They will still be cute, but they'll live much happier and longer lives. Good idea! Hi, my name's Eden. I'm eight years old. My question is, do dogs have emotions like humans and how can we tell what they're feeling? They sure do. Dogs feel emotions just like us humans and lots of other animals. Scientists have learned a lot more about animal emotions in the last eight years. We now know that dogs can feel happy, sad, scared, protective and excited just like us. We can tell what dogs are feeling by looking at their body language and also how their brains and bodies respond to certain things, like their heart rate, stress chemistry and hormone levels, which researchers call physiology. Also, their faces are way more expressive compared to their wolf ancestors. This has a lot to do with their eyebrows and new muscles they have developed there. Dog faces move in a similar way to human faces, and this helps us communicate with each other and to notice what they're feeling. Dogs also communicate through sound. Let's hear two kinds of barks. The first is a playful bark. And now let's hear a warning or protective bark. Could you hear the difference? Yes! In the next fact, we'll go into more detail, Eden. So keep listening. Fact two. Does a wagging tail always mean dogs are happy? Good question, and the answer is no. You can tell a lot about a dog by looking at their body language. Just like we can look at a person and notice if they're happy, sad or angry by looking at their facial expressions and body language, we can also learn to read the body language of dogs. A relaxed dog's body looks kind of loose and a bit floppy, and when it does wag its tail, the wag is kind of lower and slower from side to side. Unless you're greeting them when you get home from school, and then it might be wagging really fast. Do your dogs sometimes wiggle their whole bodies? Yes! Yay! That's a sign they are very happy to see you. But have you ever noticed sometimes when a dog meets another dog that they raise their tails up high and wag them? Yes. What does that mean? Well, a slow, stiff, high tail wag generally indicates that a dog is feeling a bit alert and maybe a bit unsure. A scared or stressed dog will tuck its tail between its legs and often hold its head low with its ears pinned back and maybe its eyes are wide. Dogs can also lick their lips and yawn when they're feeling stressed out and would like more space. Sometimes we even do things that make our dogs uncomfortable. Like what? Well, even though humans love hugs or seeing their dogs dressed up in funny outfits, many dogs find these kind of things stressful because they feel constricted. Here's something you can do at home to see if your dog enjoys being patted. Pat your dog, perhaps on their shoulder, or give them a little scratch under their chin or ear, and then stop and see what they do. If your dog turns around and looks at you like, why did you stop? Or comes closer, or puts her head under your hand, they're indicating they like it and would like more. But if your dog moves away, this shows they've probably had enough. It's important to respect your dog's space, so it can be good to make their bed a special area that's just for them, where you don't intrude on their space. Sometimes dogs don't feel like being patted, and other times they want to be as close to us as possible. Eddie, one of our Fact Detective fans, would like to know why dogs don't laugh. Dogs can have a relaxed, open-mouthed smile when they're happy, and some people think dogs huff their breath quietly when feeling good around others, like a laugh. 
We're not that special. Humans are just animals as well. Our dog smiles. Ours too. It makes a lot of sense that other highly social mammals, like dogs, will share a lot of the same feelings and behaviours. But sometimes we might mistake seeing a dog's teeth for a smile when it's actually a warning. This is a common mistake that younger children or people not used to dogs can make. If a dog lifts its lip to show its teeth or even growls, it's trying to tell you something and it's important to try to understand what that means. Usually it means, I'm not comfortable, please go away. And if we ignore those teeth showing and the growl, a dog might need to take things to the next level of expressing that they want space. And that might mean a bite. Maybe you've heard a dog growl while it's playing a tug of war, and this is usually a sign of play. But you should be careful, because dogs can also growl when they feel worried, if something hurts, or because they're protecting something like their food. If you're not sure why your dog is growling, it's definitely worth giving them space, and your grown-up could have a chat with a vet or a dog behaviourist to find out more. Fact 3. Can dogs learn a language? We'll get to that in a moment, but first, did you know that dogs are incredible at reading our body language and also understanding tone in our voices? Have you ever noticed that if you talk in a happy baby voice like this, she's a good girl, she's a good girl, yes she is, that a dog responds? Yes! You can say absolute nonsense to a dog, but they will respond to the tone. If you have a stern tone, a dog will also notice that. They're very sensitive to sounds as they use them to communicate with each other too, from their high-pitched whines to deep growls. Now, back to language. It's not so much that they can learn languages, but that they will learn that a particular sound or word represents a particular thing or behaviour. For example, sit means you're asking me to put my butt on the floor. The sound of the leash getting picked up means we're going to go for a walk. And come means you'd like me to come really close to you. Now, you could swap out any of those words for the same words in another language or completely random words like blue pineapple. But if your dog associates a particular word with a toy or an action and they get rewarded, then that's what they will expect when they hear that sound. What do you mean by rewarded? Rewarding a dog for a behaviour means giving them something nice so that they understand you like this action and so that they will do it again when you ask them. This could be praise, like telling the dog, good boy, that they've done what you wanted. And it could be combined with a little food treat or maybe a game of tug or something that your dog likes doing. There was a very famous dog, a border collie named Chaser, who learned over 1,000 words. No way! Yes way! Chaser was a much-loved family member who lived with Professor John Pilly, an American behavioural psychologist. His special interest was language learning and also canine cognition. Canine is the scientific word for dog, and cognition means how they think and learn. When she was five months old, Chaser knew around 50 words. At seven and a half months, she knew 200 words. When she was one and a half years old, she knew 700 words. And when she was three, she knew over 1,000 words. Jason, find tortoise, find tortoise. Yeah, there's tortoise, but tortoise in tongue. Good girl. Wow! Not only did Chaser know the names of over 1,000 different toys, 
but she could understand when Dr. Pilly told her to find the toy or move the toy. She had over 30 different balls and knew them by name and also what they were like, whether they were bigger or smaller or faster or slower. Her favourite toy of all was Blue Ball. There is a wonderful bronze statue of Chaser in a play bow holding her blue ball in the middle of a town called Spartanburg in South Carolina in America that I was lucky to visit last year. Dr. Pilly's boot prints are there too. And just a bit like some kind of science Cinderella, my feet fit perfectly into his footsteps. I like to think that means I can take the next steps in science to understand what dogs need to live their best lives with us. Nice! I heard that dogs can't see the same as us. Yeah, one of our fact detective fans, Michaela, would like to know why dogs can only see certain colours. This is because of the way dogs' eyes are structured. As you know, most humans can see a full rainbow of colour, but dogs can only see in shades of blues, yellow and grey. They can't really tell much difference between red and green. While a lot of dog toys are bright red and orange, they're actually kind of difficult for dogs to see against green grass. But they probably use their noses to find them rather than their eyes anyway. Hey Annika, I've got more questions. Me too. Is that okay, Mia? It sure is. Great, we've decided to split this episode in half. And this is the end of part one. Keep an ear out for part two. To find out more interesting facts about dogs.